are. Once again, we are meeting to reflect upon the Sunday readings. Uh, how is everybody? I hope everyone is good. Jim, and you, how are you doing today? Hi, Father. Uh, I'm doing great. Things are very good. I'm very excited. Um, we have the beginning of the school year. And um, yeah, I mean, we, we're always talking in these few minutes before we start, like about, uh, you know, upcoming things. And sometimes it feels like it's like, can be a little bit overwhelming about sometimes it's very, very busy, but um, there's some kind of excitement about always about the beginning of a new school year, whether I remember being a little kid and being excited about, you know, I got a new box of crayons or something, or even as an adult now, like it's something, it's kind of like a, it's okay. Not the same as going to confession, but there's something like a fresh start kind of feeling to a new year. So I don't know. It's an exciting time, I suppose. So what are you thinking? What, how are you doing right now? Well, uh, I feel exactly the same. I mean, uh, as you uh, actually, uh, you can you can speak with uh, two different aspects as a parent who, <laughs> whose kids are going to school and at the same time as a teacher who is getting ready for, for new, uh, fresh beginnings uh, for so many. Um, and I'm sure, you know, you know, uh, that's that's the beauty of being a teacher. Uh, it's not only that we teach, but we also learn ourselves because we are discovering more and more. So, um, and for me, uh, it's exactly the same thing. Um, uh, it's going to be a, a fresh new start of a new journey, a new chapter of my life. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Um, and especially, yeah, with the new year uh, coming, uh, new faces, new people to meet, hey, why not be happy? God is giving uh, so many gifts uh, to enrich my per personal life uh, too. So um, there is always, always a beauty uh, in the plan that God has uh, prepared for all of us and not only for me. So uh, anyway, as we are getting excited, as we are ready to 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 use all the strength that we uh, collected or regained uh, during the summer months, here we are with our Sunday liturgy. You know, and you can hear probably I'm changing the tone of my voice a little bit because um, you, uh, let's go back maybe to our last Sunday. And we heard uh, how um, Jesus uh, spoke to, to Peter, you are the rock upon which I will build my church and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. Right. So, yes, Peter got so excited too. Uh, he feels uh, strong and ready to just burst through that evil and anything that is against it well that's a different story this sunday <laughs> as we will listen to the liturgy of the words um today we'll hear also very well uh known and uh many times heard uh sentence get behind get behind me satan as uh, jesus will respond to peter uh, because our Lord begins to speak about the upcoming events uh, that are coming uh, upon him in order to fulfill uh, what God has planned uh, for the salvation of us all. And so uh, Peter right away uh, as okay, I'm the first one. I'm the, uh, I'm the one who's going to say something uh, to Jesus. And we, we will hear the response. But it's not what we want to talk uh, about today, okay? Uh, we're focusing on something that uh, for some time we haven't uh, really focused on or pointed to you to meditate upon, and that is uh, the sound. Uh, and many, many times we will even disregard uh, what we uh, sing in the Psalms uh, during the Mass. We will have the books, 
uh, we'll look on the response uh, that we'll sing together with the organist, but we kind of lose our focus on the verses in between. And that's what we want to meditate upon. And for me especially, uh, speaks the uh, second verse uh, that we will hear and that we will sing. Um, and it says this, Thus have I gazed toward you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory. For your kindness is greater uh, good than life. My lips shall glorify you. And um, we say, well, Father, you are in the sanctuary. You are in the person of Christ uh, celebrating the Holy Eucharist. So why does this speak to you? Well, my dear friends, yes, um, God has chosen me to be a priest, uh, to, to celebrate the sacraments in his name and to um, put on myself uh, the presence of God in the celebration of the Eucharist as the priest always is in the person of Christ. Uh, so the first uh, verse, first sentence of uh, the second verse is this, as does I have I gazed toward you in the sanctuary to see your power and your glory? You know, it may sound maybe even weird for you, but, you know, sometimes I see myself sitting together with you, you know, and look at the Lord in the sanctuary. Um, as a priest, yes, celebrating the Eucharist, it is a most beautiful thing that could ever um, happen to me. And uh, I'm so always happy and, and joyful when I, when I need to celebrate. But... I also sit in the pew, uh, and I do that when uh, mostly you are not in the church, okay? Um, I will sit in the pew, and I will be one of you. Why? Because I need to, uh, myself, work on my spirituality. At the same time, I need to reflect upon the scriptures. And there is no perfect uh, spot for me that sit in the pew where you sit, and to be one of you. Um, and I will always remember first when I do that, um, the saying that I heard from the priest uh, that came into my life, uh, he always said, remember that you are taken from the people and you are sent for those people. So that I always remember uh, and it helps me to, to remain humble in the very service. Because, yes, I was chosen from one of those peers to serve those peers those who will be sitting there. Um, and that's why sitting uh, and meditating, reflecting uh, on the one who is in the sanctuary, not upon myself, but to, to point my eyes, my heart, my mind, my whole self to the one who might serve as well. So why I am focusing here? Uh, because his kindness is greater than life. He was so gracious and kind to for me to call me from one of you to serve him so that uh, my lips may glorify him. How do I do that? Not only by sacraments, not only by uh, uh, being able to, to preach, not only being able to read the gospel of life, but to be a part of that, to be uh, a one of you who serves this very great ways that God has given. So, um, maybe I uh, focus a little bit more uh, on myself today, but I want you to know what a priest feels like, okay? What we are working uh, on constantly uh, to enrich ourselves and to share that great uh, news, great knowledge, great wisdom with all of uh, those God is uh, calling to come for a Sunday celebration. And not only, because during the week uh, days, we too 
preach, we uh, celebrate the Eucharist, we celebrate the sacraments, both in the church and when we are called to administer the sacrament of the anointing of the sick and um, receive, uh, go as, as uh, spiritual directors. So all of that comes from somewhere. And it's no other place than the very pews you sit on. All right. So I want you to know how special every single one of you who sits in the pew is. Because from you and from among you come uh, the vocation, both to the priesthood, religious life. All of that comes from there, not only from the sanctuary. The sanctuary is the fulfillment in God himself. But you are the one. So uh, as I am uh, saying this, I want you all to... to feel that very special grace that is upon you that you are not only a passive uh listeners or observers uh of all that is happening uh in the sanctuary no you take the very same great participation as the priests religious lectors altar servers as uh the same you are in the same level okay how important you are very and so that's what uh, not only celebration of the Eucharist is, but also it is uh, a mission that you go outside and thou comes with. My lips shall glorify you. So as you pick yourselves up and go outside the door of the church, that's the mission. All right? That's the mission of you all. As you come, you receive what I receive, Father Zig receives, Mr. Clancy receives. You do too. And you are uh, to come all together as one family. So that's where my uh, mind is going today. That's where my heart focuses and what the Spirit wanted me to share that with you, um, of that great importance and the power that is there waiting for you. Would you respond? That's the question for you. Anyway, I'm passing the microphone uh, because I will be talking and talking. <laughs> well, you know, Father, maybe um, it, it's interesting how the Holy Spirit works sometimes because we were just chatting um before uh recording a little bit about how um you know there's sometimes these practices that either by accident or by ignorance sometimes uh folks kind of misunderstand about the liturgy the mass like whether it's behavior things or you know how to move around or whatever and, and you know there's a room for catechesis there there's room for kind of um deeper explanation but i think one of the great misunderstandings um, at least it was fun for me, and I, I maybe have referenced it in the past, but I, I'm sure for others too, it, and I think it's true because you can kind of see it in sometimes people's demeanor, um, is the misunderstanding that the priest is in the sanctuary kind of doing his thing, and we're kind of in the audience as if we're watching some kind of, you know, play, and it's just like, all right, there's the show, he's the actor on the stage, he's kind of elevated, he's kind of doing his thing, we're just sitting back you know, maybe being entertained or quasi-entertained or maybe inspired, maybe not inspired, but we're just kind of bored, just kind of waiting for it to be over, you know, um, or that it's somehow like there's a disconnect. And so it's it's nice to hear you kind of say that, yes, the priest acts in the person of Christ, um, but for, you know, much of the mass, you are, you are leading the people in prayer, but you are yourself praying. You are yourself bringing your own heart and petitions, your own kind of thoughts and reflections. You're, you're listening to the word of God, just like we're listening to the word of God. And there's a, you know, there's not a disconnect. There's a kind of uh, common worship. We're all worshiping God together. You in a very particular role in that, but it's not like a divided thing of, you know, the priest is up there and he's doing all the holy stuff and we just sit over here and we just kind of like wait for it to be over. And then, oh, we get to walk up now and get something. It's like, 
that's a miss. No, it's not right. So it's nice to hear that kind of perspective. So that's 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 good. And and I think um, you know maybe to try to bring this back to the scripture into the Psalms because you know you're right, Father, to point out that we haven't talked about the Psalms in a while, and I think it's easy to kind of overlook them because uh, you know during the Mass it's it's an easy time to get distracted because you know, we're very blessed to have a, a wonderful organist and, and great music. And so, you know, sometimes it's just the back, just kind of listening to the music or you're not even, you know, uh, engaged with it because you're like, well, he's singing, he's doing such a great job and I'm not going to sing. And, and so we kind of can disconnect there, but the words are so rich. And, um, you know, in the, the Psalms this weekend, what strikes me is the refrain, my soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God, you know, which we'll say over and over again. And, you know, I, I, I kind of want to reflect on two thoughts. One was that, you know, why is it that we, the church structures the responsorial psalm? Because if you just read the psalm in its entirety, it doesn't say every fifth line, my soul is thirsting for you, O Lord, my God. You know, so like, why is it broken up in this kind of poetic stanzas? And, you know, there's probably some reflection on this, but what comes to mind to me is that there's some kind of um, importance in that line, that phrase, that the church wants us to say over and over again, because there's some deep truth to this that we ought to be thinking about or praying about. So, you know, why don't we just read the psalm as like just the way we read the first reading or even sing the psalm, but just sing it top to bottom. But instead, it's structured in such a way that we kind of pick one line out of it and, you know, read the psalm or sing the psalm and then sing the refrain again and then read a little bit more than sing the refrain again. And I think there's something about this line that maybe the church is, invites us to to consider. So for me, so that's maybe the first thought. My second thought would be something like, well, what is this, you know, um, kind of drawing out, at least in me, kind of what what what's it kind of speaking to? My soul is thirsting for you, oh Lord, my God. Well, um, maybe because I have right next to me my water bottle, which you can't really see, but I have my water bottle next to me. So I'm thinking about like thirst. I'm thinking about like, okay, we've all experienced thirst. Well, you know, whenever we experience a kind of thirst, it kind of implies that there's something that can uh, satisfy that thirst. Um, and so I, I feel like there is, um, there's something here that is kind of crying out in the psalmist that is something that for us to consider, um, you know, this Sunday at Mass, you know, my soul is thirsting, which kind of implies that there's something that my soul is desiring that only can be satisfied by God, right? There's something kind of deep within me that has a longing, kind of an, a lack of satisfaction, a lack of fulfillment. And the only thing that can satisfy it is, is only the Lord. And so we look for these ways to satisfy our hearts or, or, or the depths of our soul with whether it's entertainment or, um, you know, um, pleasure or power or wealth or or distraction or whatever it is, but we're never truly satisfied. We never have this quenching of this thirst um, unless we have kind of this right relationship with God. And, you know, um, as we're going to hear in the Gospels, as you referenced, you know, we're going to be invited to take up our cross. We're going to be invited to um, accept the, the the necessary sacrifice that love demands. Um, and that's going to be really, really difficult. And if we don't have a kind of going into a recognition that like, this is the kind of a paradoxical quenching of the thirst that my soul has in which God kind of um, in his love kind of uses our acts of love, of sacrifice and service to kind of fulfill us. 
then we're going to be missing out on something important here. And so I think there's something kind of to reflect upon this idea of my soul is thirsting for the Lord and that, you know, that deep thirst, which we all feel, that deep ache in our hearts, um, it's only the Lord. And kind of how is it satisfied in the Lord? Well, it's going to be satisfied through a kind of um, self-denial, a kind of sacrificial, loving um, relationship with God, a sacrificial, loving relationship with our neighbors. And, you know, that's not going to be easy, but 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 I do think it's the truth. And I think that the world sometimes wants to tell us easy things um, to make us feel better, but it's not the truth. And we're not satisfied by that. And so sometimes hearing something that's hard, um, you know, is not pleasant, of course, but it's it does bring about a satisfaction, a quenching, that a desire that we all have. And so um, I don't know. I think there's probably something there <laughs> that maybe somebody else could kind of dig into and maybe you can chew on a little bit. But um, but yeah, I think um, I think there's something for us uh, for this Sunday there. And um, as always, the church invites us to, to not only receive what uh, we'll hear in the church from the priest, but also to, to do it on our own. And I'm sure there will be more things that are happening in your life that you maybe did not even share with anybody. And you need the strength. Uh, you, you're thirsting for the strength or or uh, healing that God only can give. So do not be afraid to, to take that word upon your shoulders because he is the one who is going to carry it with you. Just allow him to, to do so. So anyway, that's our reflection for today. That's what we uh, receive. And I'm sure there will be more. And I hope that will be the grace that God will be so upon you uh, to meditate and strengthen yourself. So that the thirst that our soul uh, has constantly will be satisfied by nobody else but God alone. God bless you all. Have a blessed and safe uh, Labor Day weekend. Just one more extra day. And we'll all see you, uh, especially our young ones, in school. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.